You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Good morning. Welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Leanne Caldwell, co-author of the Early 202 newsletter and anchor of Washington Post Live. This morning, I have a, a fantastic and unique bipartisan pairing in the latest edition of Across the Aisle. I am joined by Colorado Representative Republican Ken Buck and Democratic Senator of Missouri, Amy Klobuchar. Thank you both so much for being here. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. But it is Minnesota. They're both M states. Did I say Missouri? I got no sleep last night. I was up till 1.30 with this debate coverage, and I'm struggling. shutdown? You mean that? And government shutdown and so much happening. If I can get through this week, Senator, I will be very lucky. Anyway, Minnesota. Um, yeah. we are, you both are joining me to talk about, uh, legislation you both have co-sponsored called the competitive journalism Com- competition and preservation act. So I want to take a step back before we talk about the specific legislation. And I want to talk about the decline of local news, which is what this legislation attempts to address. Senator Klobuchar. Uh, can you talk about some of the challenges that local journalism has had over the years? Sure. And I uh, speak for this just from my personal experiences. My dad uh, was a longtime reporter, columnist for the Minneapolis paper, uh, wrote 23 books, including Will the Vikings Ever Win the Super Bowl, which is sadly still <laughs> relevant today, which I'm sure Ken, coming from Colorado, enjoys. So. Um, What I've seen is the greatness of news, how it brings people together, the local news, whether it is high school football scores, whether it is bad weather is on the way on the radio, or whether it is um, finding out that there's something bad going on at your local city council. And no national news organizations are going to know when that council starts their meetings, much less if there's some scandal going on. That's why we need news. It's part of our democracy. So what we have seen is something like in the next few years, we're going to lose 25% of the nation's newspapers, um, many of them small ones. Um, They do not have the clout to be able, the Worthington Globe on the South Dakota border, that's a Minnesota paper, they're not going to get Mark Zuckerberg to pick up the phone when they call the question why they're using snippets from their articles and not compensating them. A Lanesboro newspaper on the other tip of my state is not going to be able uh, to get Sundar, the CEO of Google, to talk to him about what's happening. That's why what Ken and I are proposing here on a bipartisan basis is to allow the news organizations to combine their clout and be able to negotiate with these big monolith tech companies. And it is not easy. Congress is yet to be able to take them on in any big way, much less a tiny radio station. So that's what the bill allows for. Worked in Australia. Sorry, Senator, I'm going to cut you off because I want to get to the bill in a moment. But I really want to focus on the problem here and what's happening and the decline of local news. So, uh, Congressman Buck. You come from a rural district in Colorado. What are you seeing in your district and in your state about with local news over the last decade or more? So what we have is a consolidation of small newspapers and they are using um, sort of the uh, the larger newspaper, a Denver Post or 
larger publication and taking those stories uh, and uh, running with those stories. We've seen a lot of uh, uh, um, shrinking in the newsroom. We've, we've seen uh, probably 70, 80% layoffs of, of uh, reporters and ad folks and, and others. And uh, when I first saw this issue of, of Google uh, scraping uh, the news, um, I, I couldn't believe it was legal. It, it just doesn't make any sense. You've got, you've got a company that invests in the, uh, the, the, the product, the, um, uh, the creation of, of news uh, getting nothing, and you've got Google selling their advertising uh, for great profits, and, and it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for these uh, giant monopolies, big tech monopolies, uh, to treat the local news sources the way they treat them um, because ultimately they go out of business. And, and so we have in, in Colorado a lot less local news. And, and really, as, as Amy was saying, it's what, it's what binds a community. People want to go to the f local football game, but if they don't make it, uh, they're going to be talking about it at the coffee shop the next day and, and they want to know what happened and uh, they want to know in, in real time. And so uh, getting the uh, shutting down newspapers, and we've seen a lot of them uh, shut down in, in Colorado, shutting down newspapers is, is really uh, a threat to the rural way of life. Yeah. And the nationalization of news, too. And, you know, I, I, we could talk about this for a very long time, and we're going to get into it here. Um, has led to the bipart or to the partisanship in this country, I would argue. Senator, so your legislation, the uh, Journalism Competition and Preservation Act with Congressman Buck and others, it focuses on the tech component. And you started to get into it a little bit. And before I cut you off, but so now can you talk about what specifically is tech, are these big tech companies doing and what can your legislation and what can Congress do about it? Sure. And well, it's just because I was filibustering the end that can, you know, <laughs> and they, the House members just love these senators going on and on and on. Um, so what we've seen is a decrease, major decrease in the ad revenues to local newspapers, um, which um, billions and billions of dollars each year. And if you looked at a graph, of starting with when, as Ken described, mostly Google and Facebook started scraping their content um, for free. Um, you see the ad revenue going up for the big tech companies and the ad revenue going way down for newspapers. So to give you a sense, um, the in July of just this year, Google reported uh, more than 58 $0.1 billion in advertising in revenue in a single um, three-year, three-month period, 51, 58.1 billion. At the same time period, you see uh, the local newspaper's revenue go down from 37 billion a year in 2008 to less than 9 billion in 2020. Wow, look wow. at Look at, one goes down, one goes up. So the connection is right there. So what we are trying to do is basically to compensate these news organizations. They'll have their own sites, of course, but 
all of it is gravitating over to their monopolies because they control all of the access. They're gatekeepers, as Ken's great committee, um, the work that he did with David Cicilline in the House and their major investigation showed. So we're trying to even the playing field so that these small newspapers, radios and TVs, broadcasters, locals, can be able to combine and negotiate a rate for when they're scraping the news, basically, so that their reporters can get paid for doing it and when this happened, and this was a point I was making in Australia, where they took it on, $200 million has already changed hands. And how we do this, we say you have 180 days, you got to come up with an agreement on how much this is valued and how much you're paying the news organizations based on their size and the content. And if you don't, it'll go to an arbitrator, to baseball arbitration. Um, Canada is taking on the exact same thing right now. Google is negotiating with them as we speak. Facebook has now uh, taken their content down, which we believe is also retaliation. And if stuff like that's going to happen here, um, we're going to have to deal with that in our legislation as well. Because monopolies can't just stop them and retaliate. That's also what they're doing. So, Congressman, are you small newspapers don't have a big lobby shop? Uh, big tech companies do. What sort of pushback? are you seeing from big tech on this issue? Well, it's, it's one of the great ironies, Leanne, that the reason that these newspapers can't uh, combine and have a stronger negotiating position with a monopoly like Google or a monopoly like Facebook is the antitrust laws. The antitrust mm -hmm. laws prevent them from uh, coming together and acting as one so that there is a large group of news producers versus a large monopoly that uh, uh, is distributing this, this information. And, and so what this bill does is it just exempts these small newspapers from the antitrust laws. The antitrust laws that have been ineffective at uh, you know, allowing com competition in the marketplace for Google, allowing competition in the marketplace for Facebook, uh, we're going to allow these newspapers to uh, act as one unit in, in, in negotiations. And, and I think that's really the, the critical component is they have very little power when you're talking about three or four people working in a, a small rural town um, to negotiate with Google. They have much more power, much more, much better negotiating position when you allow them to come together. So my, my friends on the right talk about the fact that um, you know, this is this is terrible. We shouldn't be interfering in the marketplace. We interfere in the marketplace by enforcing the antitrust laws that uh, don't allow these newspapers to to combine. Huh. So, Senator Klobuchar, mm -hmm. what are you hearing from tech companies and what are you hearing from how did these small newspapers? Um, was there any sort of organizing that was done that came to Congress? How did this get started? Well, it gets started when you started to see newspapers folding, when you started to see radio stations getting decreased in their ad revenue. And so they formed a group, this news alliance, and came to Congress and said, what can we do about this? And we, at the same time, other countries were dealing with the exact same problem. So we came up with this, I would say, uniquely American solution, uh, which was not to throw taxpayer money at them, but the solution was to allow competition, to allow them to uh, negotiate with the big guys 
And throughout American history, there have been exemptions made to the antitrust laws for like ag co-ops and things like that, uh, because they were too small to be able to negotiate with the big guys for their input costs and things like that. So that was the model that we used. I was actually shocked at how vociferously the companies push back. It just shows how much money is out there. I'm not surprised that they push back when Ken and I and people like uh, Dick Blumenthal and Marsha Blackburn are trying to take them on on their app stores. That's actually Google and Apple, um, where they charge um, certain entities like 30% of revenues just for the pleasure of being on their app store. I'm not surprised when they push back when we're going after Amazon, subject of a suit that was filed this week, to say, hey, you can't keep putting all the small businesses um, links further and further down your site to put Amazon basics at the top just because you don't like the competition. I figured they'd push back on that stuff. But this is simply literally the guarantee of the First Amendment to have news organizations and have content providers. So it just shows to me they will do anything to make a buck. Um, and the fact that we have no laws passed to govern tech on competition, no federal law on privacy, no federal law changes when it comes to protecting our kids on the Internet, something that both Ken and I have been involved in, um, just shows the power of their lobbying, And They have... They have like two lobbyists for every member of Congress. They have spent hundreds of millions of dollars against a bill that Ken and I have saying you can't put your own products at the top of the site. Um, they ran ads in every single state. They ran pop-up ads personally against me saying that I would take down Google Maps and that I was going to destroy Amazon Prime. That's a lot for one woman to be able to do. So the point is uh, they are um, going all out to stop this. We're simply asking for negotiation, and this bill in particular has huge bipartisan support. We've got on this bill, are you ready for this, in the Senate, Cassidy, Wicker, Collins, Lummis, Daines, Graham, Durbin, Blumenthal, Whitehouse, Manchin, Booker, Hirono, King, Feinstein, and there's many, many more people uh, supporting it. We need a vote in the Senate. We think yeah. then we will yeah. pass this bill, and it will allow us to then work with the House to get it done. So, Congressman, you mentioned that uh, some members on the right are worried about market interference. So talk to me about, is it difficult to get Republican support for this bill in the House? And is there any chance that it could uh, at least come up for a vote this Congress? Maybe not this year, but at least this Congress. Well, Leanne, I'm, I'm optimistic that it will come up uh, for a vote um, at some point. I have to tell you, I was optimistic that we wouldn't shut down uh, government also. I'm, I'm less optimistic about that right now. I, I do think that um, if, the, if the Senate, um, and, and let me just say, Senator Klobuchar is doing a great job in the Senate Judiciary Committee getting this bill through with the, the support that she has now. Um, I believe that um, if Senator Klobuchar's bills from before from the last Congress uh, would have been allowed on the floor of the Senate. They would have had the 60 votes necessary to move forward with those bills. Um, and what we're hoping for is that a bill like the JCPA can pass, it has passed the Judiciary, Senate Judiciary Committee. If it passes the Senate uh, floor, then we will get that bill. We will have the specific language and know exactly what the target is. And we will be able to move forward uh, with that bill in some way. Uh, obviously, the Judiciary Committee um, is different now than it was 
uh, in the last Congress, and so it will be more difficult to get it through the Judiciary Committee. I think there is a mechanism to get that bill to the floor and get a, a broad bipartisan vote on that. I think there are 50 or 60 Republicans um, in the House that would vote for this bill. Um, a, a large percentage of the Democrats, we would pass the bill on the House floor. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, uh, Leader Schumer can get this bill to the floor so that we we have something to work with. Yeah, and Congressman, Senator I want to follow. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Senator. Go well, okay, so I was just, Congressman, I was going to follow up with you a little bit and kind of the big picture of the media landscape in the Republican Party. Of course, the former president uh, pop made very common phrase, enemy of the people, you know, try to attack the media all the time. I know that is not what you believe, but has gaining, has that contributed to gaining support for legislation that would help um, the media and help local news? I, I don't think the president's comments uh, hurt or help. I think this is really an issue of uh, sort of market analysis by uh, different uh, Republicans uh, and Republican groups in, in Washington, D.C. I think when you, you talk about Republicans, one of the longstanding principles is that we should not, as a government, interfere in, in the marketplace. The, the problem is, uh, in this situation, we don't have a market. We have a monopoly. And we have to make sure that we uh, have competition. Um, you know, it's not the same Republican Party necessarily, but when you go back to Teddy Roosevelt, the trust buster, a, a Republican, you, you, we have a long history in the Republican Party of uh, making sure that, that we have competition, that, that the marketplace, uh, the competitive marketplace is the best way to, to solve economic problems. And um, now we have a sort of post-Bork, uh, a different feeling in the Republican Party in, in some ways. Uh, although Mike Lee, uh, Senator Klobuchar's colleague in, in, uh, on the Judiciary Committee, has supported a number of pieces of uh, very important antitrust legislation, and, and he is sort of a Bork um, uh, proponent. And so I think that uh, there is the possibility, both in the House and the Senate, of, of getting uh, a lot of Republicans on board with this legislation. Senator Klobuchar, is Senator, has Senator Schumer, has Leader Schumer committed to bringing this up this year? Um, yes, uh, he is committed to a vote in that he wants to really have this bill move move along. I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, um, but he is committed to this bill and um, has, you know, told others that he wants to see this bill come to the floor. So, you know, these are always joint efforts with uh, Republicans. I will say that uh, Senator Cruz initially opposed this bill. And I was able to work with him. Um, we had a long negotiation right in this office where I am sitting right now. And then he did um, he did vote for the bill. And so um, those are the kinds of changes you see over time when you work with people. So in answer to um, Ken's question, um, when you have got conservatives like Senator Kennedy of Louisiana and when you've got people like Senator Cruz, I'm not saying every conservative in the Senate is going to support this bill. But when you have people like that, uh, that vote for the bill, and this is in committee, um, that's a major shift. And it shows the broad support when you can go from Maisie Hirono and Cory Booker um, and Sheldon Whitehouse to Ted Cruz um, and Kennedy. I think you get it. We're, we're going the spectrum in that people 
may have different views of news organizations and ones they like and what they don't. Duh, does that surprise us? Um, but they still understand the value of having strong news, the value of not turning over how we get our information as citizens to two big tech companies. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And that is where we're headed if we don't do something about this. We will lose actually the value of the diversity of news in that you can have some more conservative news outlets, some more that are liberal, but and some that are in the middle and are just, you know, as I guess former uh, the during his hearing, Chief Justice Roberts said calls balls and strikes, right? You can have it all over, run the gamut, but you have to have news organizations. And the fear here is that they are literally going to take this over and the same things happening on the marketplace because they're gatekeepers to all the information. We're not being crazy here. We're not saying destroy these companies that have produced so many jobs and new innovations and Google Maps and the like. What we're yeah. saying is put some guardrails in place so that you can protect competition. That's what Democrats and Republicans have done since this country started. That was the whole Sherman Act, the antitrust bill, um, that was the Clayton Act. Over time, our country has adjusted its laws to allow capitalism to flourish and not to be stomped down by what Adam Smith called the godfather of capitalism, the standing yeah. armies yeah. of monopolies. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Congressman, um, first of all, thank you guys so much for that conversation. I'm going to switch a little bit to some news of the day. Congressman Buck, you mentioned that you are not so confident anymore that there will not be a government shutdown. To remind our viewers, the government will shut down at 12.01 Sunday morning if they're not is if a short-term spending bill is not passed. What do you think Kevin McCarthy, what is Kevin McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, going to do? And is he going to be able to pass a short-term spending bill through the House of Representatives? Well, it's a, it's a great question. I have no idea. You know, we knew in July that we needed a continuing resolution. This is not a surprise to anybody. The, uh, I think it's really malpractice to wait until the eve of a shutdown and then decide that you're going to put a bill on the floor and give people the choice of shutting down government or voting for a bad bill. That's not the way government should work. We should have been in negotiations with the Senate and the president a long time ago to make sure that we got through this day. We are able to pass our 12 appropriations bills, able to go to the Senate um, and have conferences on those 12 appropriations bills and really fund the government. The most important uh, thing that uh, the, the most important um, role that uh, Congress plays uh, is funding the government. There are certainly things that are uh, uh, issues like uh, declaring war and whatnot uh, that that uh, happen much less uh, often. But in terms of what our role is, every single Congress, this is it. And we are, we have failed uh, in, in, in the House in particular, uh, because the Senate has been moving bills, but we have failed to do what we need to do. And I, I just think it's so unfortunate to, to jam people at the last minute with a bill yeah. and expect them to vote for it. Really quickly, do you have confidence still in Kevin McCarthy as speaker? Well, I, I am, I'm not going to uh, talk about supporting a motion to vacate or anything else at this point. I want to see how this goes. Um, if he has some magic wand and, and can uh, get a bill passed before government shuts down, more power to him. 
Senator Klobuchar, I know you have to run, but really quickly, Senator, you have called on Senator Menendez to resign. He is supposed to talk to Democrats today behind closed doors at your lunch. Um, are you going to attend and what do you need to hear from him? Well, we also at our lunch are going to be focused on what Ken was just talking about, to be very clear, uh, which is the uh, potential looming shutdown. And we have a Senate bill that got 80 votes, 80 votes when you count the three that were out sick, 80 votes, um, including a 30 Republicans um, that um, we believe is the answer to the problems that Ken just laid out. As for Senator Menendez, two days ago, I called for him to resign, and I believe that's what should happen. I don't think he's going to do that, uh, but I think um, what was laid out in that complaint um, was a complete breach of trust and that he should resign. Mm -hmm, great. And we are out of time. Thank you both so much for joining me. Ken Buck, okay. Republican of Colorado, and Senator Klobuchar from the great state of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you so right. much for such a wonderful conversation. Enjoy the rest okay. of your day. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.